So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. I hope you are doing well. Today, I want to talk to you about shortcuts. This episode is for you if you are all about productivity and finding more peace in your law practice. And I looked up the word shortcut, and here's the definition. An accelerated way of doing or achieving something. Shortcuts are an optimization that should result in using less time and energy resources than another way of doing something. Shortcuts should make our lives easier. The problem I see is that the brain gets confused. The brain likes easy, but it confuses what feels easy to what is actually saving time and energy resources. So when I first moved to the neighborhood that I currently live in, I did not know all the industrial back roads that I could take to get to the main streets. And I was being driven by a, around by a friend one day, and he knew the area really well. And he drove through this little industrial area behind the nearby college, and my mind was just blown. It was a shortcut. It would save me so much time, so much energy. And now I use this shortcut all the time because it saves me time, gas, and aggravation of going through the the different part of town that I didn't have to. So that is a true productive shortcut because I'm saving all of these resources. But now let's contrast that with another scenario where you're trying to find a shortcut, but you actually create more of a drain on your resources and in turn it drains your well-being. So I've been driving and up ahead I would see a collision or I would see some traffic. And my brain tells me, I don't know about you, but it tells me, hey, you should turn here and try to go around for a shortcut. It's going to be easier. And it is not always easier. Sometimes I'll find myself stuck in traffic anyway, and there's going to be one-way streets that don't get me to the street that I wanted to go to. So the shortcut that I thought was going to you know, save me all of this time and energy actually took me longer than it would have taken me to just sit there and wait in the traffic to get to the other side of it. It also created a lot of aggregate. I created a lot of aggregate aggravation for myself because I was waiting. I wasn't waiting. I was trying to get around it. Now, this was not a productive shortcut. It was wishful thinking. Not knowing the difference between productive shortcuts and wishful thinking costs you time and energetic resources. And when you're frustrated or you're irritated, you probably notice that it feels draining. Your body is being drained of its fuel and you are losing your sense of well-being, of peace in your practice. Then as you see your time slipping away, you become more frustrated and overwhelmed, which is the opposite of what you need to fuel you. What you really need is to refocus so that you can regain productivity and regain a sense of peace and well-being in your practice. 
It's not always easy to differentiate between a productive shortcut and wishful thinking. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can tell the difference between a productive shortcut and wishful thinking. I'm also going to talk to you about three examples of wishful thinking. So you're going to learn how to see if wishful thinking is running your law practice. And you probably have some of these things showing up in your law practice. So you're going to want to hear these. And you're also going to learn tips to begin regaining your focus to fuel the results that you want to see. So here's how you will know that your brain's solution is wishful thinking and not a productive shortcut. There's five of them I want to share with you. One, you spend lots of time thinking about taking action and much less actually taking action. Two, you do things that take your time and your energy away from your main goal, like busy work, for instance. Three, you're spending energy in frustration, aggravation, and resentment. Four, you find yourself procrastinating. And five, you feel unfocused or overwhelmed. You will know that you are not taking a productive shortcut if you are feeling these things or noticing these things show up in your practice. And I'm talking about these specific things in relation to your law practice, but I am betting that they are showing up in other areas of your life too, because the way that we make decisions determines the results that we get in our life. Our brain gets used to filtering decisions in one particular way, and then we funnel all of our decisions through that same filter. In order to get different results, we need to change how we make decisions. We've got to make different decisions. So what I work on with my clients is getting their goals crystal clear and then learning how they filter all of their decisions. Because every single decision they make is either going to get them closer to their goal or move them away from their goal. And if they have practiced a lifetime of making decisions that are moving them away from their goal, they need to start seeing those, getting awareness around those types of decision-making processes and change those decisions. So for example, one of the filters or the beliefs that my clients might come to me with is I should be working harder. So every decision that they make goes through that filter. It's like wearing a pair of glasses that have a purple filter on them. So the I should be working harder filter is a purple filter. So they just go through their day seeing everything in terms of I should be working harder. And their brain thinks that the shortcut is to work harder because if they worked harder, then there wouldn't be so much work. And if they worked harder, they think that they wouldn't feel so overwhelmed. So as a result, they try to squeeze more work hours into the week, or they jam pack their calendar without any breaks, or they don't put any time for themselves on the calendar, or they skip the gym to work more, or they don't even use the calendar and they just like work all day long, but they're not actually seeing whether or not they're being truly productive. So this example that I'm giving you is an example of wishful thinking. 
this used to be my go-to shortcut. So I get it. The problem is the work keeps coming in and you will not feel any less overwhelmed. And everything that you walk through your day seeing is going to be in terms of this purple filter of I should be working harder. You are constantly going to be telling yourself that you should be working harder. And so when I removed that wishful thinking filter, I got better results. And so do my clients. What they needed and what I needed was not to work harder. It was to confront the true problem that I was avoiding, which was the discomfort of doing something new. Right? The new filter that we have to try on is to make space for ourselves to recharge. And it feels uncomfortable because we've been trained in our life not to make time for ourselves, that everything else is more important than us. So we actually have to retrain ourselves. We have to put on a new filter and say, okay, it's okay for me to leave the office and go work out. It's okay for me to take a day off. It's okay for me to ask for things. Just know that we have to face this head on. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to create the focus that you need to be more productive and to have well-being in your practice. So that means, like in practical terms, putting yourself on the calendar first. It means saying no to new work coming in, or at least telling them this work isn't going to get done until X date because I do not have space on my calendar. You have to be willing to communicate that. It means saying no to busy work and putting the most important tasks on your calendar that's going to move you closer to your goal. And this is really uncomfortable for people who have been taught that they get approval for working harder or caring for other people more than they do for themselves. And if you don't realize that this is wishful thinking and not a true shortcut, you are going to burn yourself out. To regain your focus, you've got to put yourself on the calendar and not in a small way. So I teach my clients to put themselves on their calendar first, and I teach them how to create boundaries so that they can follow through on the time that they create for themselves. Without this crucial time to reset, you are not going to have the energy or focused time you need to be productive, and you're definitely not going to have a sense of well-being. Another example of wishful thinking is the belief that jumping into my work week is going to be faster. Or another flavor of this is the belief it's going to be faster if I just do it. And this is the problem with it, right? You, if you think this thought, you probably really believe it. And you don't have to do the foundational work required to be productive and to have a sense of well-being. But it's the foundational work that makes it easier. It's the foundational work that lets you create what you want, get closer to the goal that you are after. And that is why this is wishful thinking, believing that you don't need to do that foundational work. The lawyers who believe they should just jump into their work week either don't use a calendar or they write a few vague notes down on a post-it note and they say something like, get contracts done. I even had a client one time tell me that she felt 
overwhelmed about her Monday. And so I asked her a couple questions and it turned out that she had written a note in her calendar on Monday to do these three projects. Well, those three projects, when we broke them down and we got really specific about what needed to get done in each task actually needed to be spread out over three or four days. So of course, she felt overwhelmed when she thought about Monday because her Monday had these three giant projects that needed to get done on them. And there was no way that was going to happen. When we fall for this wishful thinking that our brain will propose to us, we have to listen for it. We have to be aware because our brain is going to offer up these thoughts and we have to be prepared to say, whoa, no, that is not true. We need to really get specific here. If we fall for this wishful thinking, we're going to feel overwhelmed, unfocused, and frustrated. And that is going to lead us to stare at our desk, scroll through social media, maybe grab a snack instead of working, maybe grab some work that seems easy but isn't really on deadline and work on that because it feels like we're doing something, but it's just busy work. And then we feel unfocused. We waste a ton of our time and our energy and it just doesn't work. We just self-perpetuate this. So when it comes to time management, I have a very clear system I walk my clients through that helps them reduce overwhelm and feel focused. And 99% of the time they tell me they feel overwhelmed, it's because they haven't written out their calendar the way that we've talked about. And it's not because that there's anything wrong with them. It's just because their brain is in the habit of filtering decisions, believing that not calendaring is a productive shortcut when really it's wishful thinking. They have a set of glasses on and they're seeing through the filter of the colored lens that's in their glasses and they're seeing everything in their day through this yellow lens of it's just going to be faster if I just go. And so every time they even think about the calendar, their brain automatically sees through this yellow filter and says, oh, you don't need to do that. You just need to go. And so what they're getting in the practice of doing is taking off those glasses and starting to say, oh, wait a minute, that's just a thought my brain has. It's not actually truth. Those lenses can be popped out. What I know is the truth that when I'm specific about what I write down on my calendar, when I'm vigilant about writing things down on my calendar and really thinking through how long a task is truly going to take, then I'm less overwhelmed because I see on the calendar exactly what needs to get done. So what we do is we work on showing their brain over and over that their old habit of thinking is not helpful and they learn to see the tricks that their brain plays on them to get them to stay in the old habit of staying with that old filter. So they regain their focus when they have a plan that has specificity and they're thoughtful about the true time that they want to spend on projects daily. So if you want to regain your focus, plan your week with specificity, even when your brain tells you that you don't have to. And you can get the step-by-step -step process I teach my clients at dinacataldo.com forward slash busy lawyer. Now, keep in mind that that download that I just sent you to 
that is just one of a four parts or part of one section of a four part system that I teach my clients. But it's a really great place for you to see what a structured system looks like to help you regain your focus and peace of mind. All right. So the third example of wishful thinking that I want to share with you is the thought, I should be able to figure it out on my own. Or it might also show up as believing the thought, I should push through it. Okay. So imagine again, you're putting on this pair of glasses and you're walking through your life, seeing everything through these blue lenses of, I should be able to figure it out on my own. So everything that you see, whether you're looking at a stack on your desk or you're handling a phone call or you're thinking about, you know, whether or not you should staff a case with another attorney, your brain's like, I should be able to figure it out on my own. So this was a really big one for me. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you might know that I used to hate to ask for help. And if I believed I could figure things out on my own, I I would. And I believed it about everything. It was showing up in every area of my life. If I had if I had something that needed an extension, I would not ask for help. I would not ask for the extension. I would just push through. It didn't matter how hard I made it for myself, how late I stayed at the office, how early I would wake up, how many weekends I would stay. And then I would couple this with the belief that I should be working harder. And so my brain doubly believed this was true. Thinking I should be working harder just supported these two beliefs that I should be figuring it out on my own and that I should just push through the exhaustion. So this was absolutely ridiculous reasoning. I know, but that's the brain for you. It's not always logical and it sees through these filters and we have to be able to see them. It took me a long time to see the filter so I could take them out of the glasses. So if you can relate to this, listen up. I see this kind of wishful thinking show up with my clients in a few ways. Number one, when an emergency happens and there are deadlines, you tell yourself that you shouldn't ask for an extension and then you kill yourself to meet the deadlines. Two, they don't delegate. Three, they don't hire help. And this includes hiring a coach. I've had lawyers tell me that they were going to try to figure things out on their own. If you know someone can help you save time and energy and aggravation, figuring out how to manage your time and your mindset around your work to make it easier, there's no reason not to. Your brain might tell you that it's reasonable. Your brain might say it's to save money, but really it's because your mindset is stuck in believing that doing it your own way or doing it on your own is a shortcut when really this is wishful thinking. I'll tell you how I know. I did the exact same thing and I waited and I waited and I wasted so much time and resources waiting to ask for help. And here are the problems that show up when you don't try to ask for help. Exhaustion, creating a backlog of cases, constantly feeling worry and overwhelm, not making time for yourself because you don't think you have time to make for yourself, right? You just do not even tell yourself it's possible to make that time. 
You don't make time for you not making time for yourself leads to stress related health problems, including weight gain and high blood pressure. You feel unfocused and you feel guilty because you're not spending more quality time with your family. So to clean all of this up and regain your focus and your power over the situation, you must ask for what you need. It might be a continuance. It might be for some help. But asking for what you need is going to help you take back some of the energy that you're giving away by avoiding asking for what you really need. This is going to feel uncomfortable. At least it did for me. But when I started asking for help, my life became a lot easier. I had a lot more peace in my practice. I used to think that people would think less of me if I asked for help, but I have never seen that to be the case. So don't let your brain prevent you from getting the help that you need. All right. So let's do a quick recap here. A productive shortcut is meant to save you time and energy. And you will know that your brain's solution is wishful thinking and not a productive shortcut if you, one, spend lots of time thinking about taking action and much less time actually taking action. Two, you do things that take your time and your energy away from your main goal Three, you're spending energy in frustration, aggravation, and resentment. Four, you find yourself procrastinating. Five, you feel unfocused or overwhelmed. If you're noticing any of these symptoms of wishful thinking, book a strategy session with me. You don't have to waste time and energy feeling stuck. You can take control of your practice. All you need to do is decide that you're tired of trying to figure it out on your own and that you want to create more focus and work-life harmony for yourself, you can book a strategy session with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. This is important. This was something that every single time I talk to one of my clients, they tell me that once they believed that they were important, that what they wanted was important, that creating the life that they want was important. It changed everything. And that all started by booking that strategy session with me and learning to take the glasses off and seeing where they could make the changes they needed to make. So you can book that strategy session at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. All right, my friend, I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.